Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We choose to do this. Like you choose to have kids so you can help them navigate their emotional shit when you can't even navigate your own emotional shit. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. And my voice sounds really, really, really... really is swarthy a word? I don't know anymore. Swar- swarthy? Swarthy? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like my voice is sitting inside my chest. I'm not sick, although maybe, maybe a little bit in the head. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I mean, your your deadline is... You know, right. not that you need the reminder, but it's like a week out. Right now, as we record, um, my deadline is a week from tomorrow. Today, we have to sort of cut it short so that I can run and take Marlo to her doctor because they won't refill a prescription unless I go in and see the goddamn doctor. Don't you love that? Don't you love it when they do that? Oh, yeah. Like, come in and see me before I refill it. Just to say, like, how are you doing? How is it feeling? How's it going? And you go, it's great. Can you just refill the prescription? So you have to pay for the doctor's visit, and then you have to actually take time out of your day to go do it. Yeah. It would just be nice if you could talk even to just, you know, a nurse practitioner or someone on the phone. Yeah. Is everything going well? Yes, it is. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's reason for it that someone said they were okay, but they really weren't and blah, blah, blah. But Malpractice. Nonetheless, it is a pain in the ass. And then we run from there to go pick up Lita, and then the three of us have to go to the dentist. I don't know what it's like for you, but like we have to schedule our dentist appointments like six months out. Yeah, that's what I do. And if I try, it's the same as the my hair uh, stylist. I can't cancel with her because she's she's only working two days a week, and she's managing the salon the rest of the time. So if I cancel, I can't get in. And someone was like, "Wait a minute! So you have a book deadline, but you're going to the dentist with your kids?" And I was like, "I can't cancel it." <laughs> like yep because that's another like they would they would try to find an opening so in the middle of all of this the both of them have to go back to the orthodontist as well between this dentist appointment and your deadline yeah uh-huh and and oh, yeah. and marlo has the biggest project of the year due the day after my deadline she has to dress what subject she has to uh decorate a poster board write up a report and dress up as fucking Beethoven. Jesus. Oh my god! <laughs> Did she pick Beethoven? She picked Beethoven. It was a awesome. historical figure. She picked Beethoven, and it's called the Wax Museum. And they dress up, and they go into the cafeteria, and parents come, and they you put like c- coins in a cup, and then they come to life as the character. So she stands there like a statue until someone puts coins in a cup. Yeah, and so that she has awesome. to mem- she has to memorize all of these facts about him and be dressed up as him. And is she excited? Yeah, she's she's really excited. I'm just sort of I'm da- I'm I'm day to day man. 
I'm day to day. Like all I can think about is, okay, right now uh, I got to make it to the doctor on time. That's it. That's as far out as I'm thinking. (laughs) That's what is so damn frustrating about those dentist appointments because they always schedule them and they're like, okay, how about October 15th? How does that look for you? Right. Fuck if I know. (laughs) I have no idea. Like right now, yeah, that's fine. But when the time comes, it's going to be the worst possible time. Like I I don't know. Oh my God. Do Mondays or Wednesdays work better for you? And the thing is, Sometimes Monday and Wednesdays are my free days, and then sometimes my my schedule completely flips, and Mondays and Wednesdays are the worst days. I have no idea what a Monday is going to look like six months from now. No idea. Exactly. And no matter what you do, if you pick Monday or Wednesday or Thursday, it's going to be on a day of a week that just doesn't work. (laughs) But you can't, can't, like you don't have an option. Mm -mm. She has to miss school again, and... Like I've pulled Lita out of school several times for the doctor and for the orthodontist and I don't like doing it, but I'm not so much worried about Lita because she gets straight A's, but pulling Marlo out of class, like they have had to double up on their math this uh, whole term. They're doing a, a, what is it called? It's a specific kind of math that they do. It's different. It's very, very, very different from how we learned math. It's different even from like how... Like a specific curriculum? Yeah. It's very... They... I, I think what it is is that they, they teach them like five different ways to solve a problem. And four of those ways, you and I were never taught. <laughs> and oh, yeah. It's like, so they teach them all these different ways to solve a problem and they have to do each and every single one. And it's like, why, why are they doing this when in the end, she's going to use a fucking calculator? I know, I know, I know that that is a cliche. But she's learning math differently than Lita learned math. Which is absurd, uh-huh. honestly. And I think we talked about this. The, the teacher said, she apologized and she said, we have to double up because I was trying to pace it for the kids because they, were, they weren't getting it. And I'm trying to pace it so that they understand all these concepts. And they got angry at her and said, no, they, they, they're going to be falling behind. Get, get, get the lessons done. All week long, they're not doing anything except math and a little bit of art. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they're doing art, but that... And you know, I think the idea of teaching several concepts is actually great mm-hmm. because not every concept works for every kid. You should, if a kid, if one of them works... Just let them do that one. <laughs> like, I mean, if you can solve the problem with a method that works, why do you need two or three or four more methods? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and it, it's just difficult because I don't, I, I don't know these concepts. I don't know how to work her through them. And I get really frustrated because I'm like, what, how did your teacher tell you to do this one specific concept? And she's like, I don't know. I don't think she did. I was like, I know she did. Just think about, think, think. (laughs) See, I run into that same issue with Lexton. And I was kind of in that same boat. Like, there's no way you'd get this homework if she hadn't actually taught you how to do it. But at one point, I made a, a comment to his tutor. And I said, you know, he comes home and says he didn't he didn't learn how to do the homework because his teacher was just talking or that she was covering a different concept. And without even missing a beat, the tutor goes, oh, yeah, I've heard that about that teacher before. 
Oh my God. So then I immediately have to go back and start looking over all these things that I've that I've said or thought. I'm like, well, maybe he was right. Maybe they never actually learned this shit. Right. And then he comes home and then I can, 90% of the time, I can solve every problem, but not necessarily how they're doing it. Right. I have to Google it. I have to Google the concept. Oh, yeah. With like the name of their curriculum, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have to watch this really cheesy like three minute YouTube video to figure this shit out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that shouldn't. But thank God for Google. Thank God. Oh, yeah. As a parent now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is pretty pretty helpful, the fact that you can type in the curriculum, the grade level, the concept, and it just drills down exactly to what you need. Mm -hmm. It's rough. I'm decent at math, so it's okay, but I think, I I don't know what, what parents would do before that. Like, how do you, how do you figure out? Well, I don't remember my parents sitting down and helping me with my math. I don't, that's not a memory of mine. I don't remember that. I'm trying to think. I think they helped me with homework up until like third grade and then I was on my own. I mean, they helped me with projects, but in terms, I don't think they helped me with any, any of my other homework. I haven't had to help Lita with her homework since sixth grade. Like she's. That's pretty awesome. She comes, she actually gets all of her homework done at school. She's like me that way. She has time to do it in school? Well, I drop her off really early in the morning. Okay. In order to get Marla to school. So she has like 30 minutes in the morning. I don't know what she does with that time. I really don't care um, because her her grades are so good. So she gets it all done though. I I remember occasionally, I think only in math, if there was like a particular problem that I just couldn't solve, Mm -hmm. my dad would help because he was good at math. But beyond that, not, not really, I can't really think of anything specifically that they had to do now that you mention it. And I forgot on top of that, I have to get home in time in order to get Lita to dance on time. She's, she does, she does dance every Tuesday. <sighs> okay. See, you scheduled a dentist appointment on a dance day. Yeah. Seriously, we, rookie yeah, move six months she, ago. She didn't, she wasn't, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, and it's, so we talked about this uh, last week or the free range kids um, bill that's passed here in Utah. Um, I heard more about it today. Um, basically, kids can be on a playground or in a store or someplace public if they are mature enough to handle it, was the language. This is a, a guy on NPR, and he was saying that other states were taking note of this, like New York and Colorado were taking note of this, and this was to help the state of the overscheduled child. And I looked at, I looked at my life and Marlo had two sleepovers over the weekend and, and, and a play date. So she was basically playing from Friday afternoon until like bedtime on Sunday night. I knew that yesterday was going to be sort of a disaster day for her because of it. And I'm trying to balance what being a kid is supposed to be but with with the realization that our weeks are so scheduled and so rigid and so packed that finding that balance is extremely hard and and when when the reporter said the state of the overscheduled child I was like oh no have I overscheduled my children <laughs> they don't do taekwondo and they don't do you know they don't do soccer 
that they do to do piano and Lita does dance. She dances. That's two things. It's two things. That's it. I mean, I think, I guess it depends probably on the district, but I think when I was a kid, I feel like the, the homework demands were less. Mm-hmm. I think, I think homework adds a substantial piece to a kid's day in any given day. Yes. But I mean, I know Lexton has friends who are in, like, I feel like they're in at least three things, maybe four year round. Like if they're not playing softball, they're playing basketball. If they're not Mm -hmm. playing basketball, they're playing soccer. If they're not playing soccer, they're doing swimming. And then they also have violin and they're in the choir and they're so many things that some of, some of these friends he's just given up trying to hang out with really because they're never available. Yeah. And there was one point when only Lita was taking piano and friends of mine were like, oh, no, we have to go to karate or we have to go to their violin lessons or we have to go to the soccer game. And I'm like, do I not have my kids in enough activities? Maybe I'm too lazy as a parent. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. And now they're only doing two things. And Marlo, Marlo even doesn't have a second thing yet. And it's still just like bonkers. It's bonkers. How does anybody who has like four children with, you know, piano and, and dance and, and swimming, how do they do it? I don't know, but that is my, that is my sister. That's your sister? <laughs> and I, she, she does it with like, it's nothing. Just incredibly casual, really grounded, but four kids, like two, two different kinds of dance, a couple sports, it's like art things. There's just, I, I almost feel like she's never stationary. Yeah. But you wouldn't, if you, if you met her, you wouldn't guess that at all. Like she's not frantic in the least. So I, I really don't get it. I, I just don't. But there's also a fine line between like, I'm sure that some of those kids who have three or four things truly, really, really want to do all of them. And the parents, you know, try their best to accommodate and make it work. But I also think there's some that end up doing four because they don't really have a choice. And I think it's such a fine line. I feel like we've talked about this at at some point with when is enough enough and when do you decide I'm not going to make them try this Mm -hmm. or I'm going to make them try it. And if they don't like it, they can quit. You know, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit with piano, Mm -hmm. but I think (laughs) you could easily, though, like Lita's in piano and dance. Mm -hmm. Right. But you could easily then say, well, you also need to be in track because you're not in, uh, I don't know, a school sport or something, whatever. But I think there's some parents that do that. And then even though the kids don't like it or get tired of it after a year, they have to keep doing it. And part of me understands why, but part of me also thinks it's a bad idea. So were you in in band or choir or any sort of sport in high school? Heather Armstrong, I played the flute in the marching band, okay? Okay, so the flute you played in the marching band. Oh, yeah. In the marching band. Oh, yeah. In the 4th of July parade at the football games. I had a hat with a feather. <laughs> You've got to get a photo of this. Do you have a photo of this? Oh, I'm sure I've got a photo somewhere. I'll see oh if my I can. God. My, my dad is going to hear this and probably pause it to go look. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll have one sooner than later. Thanks, Dad. Okay. So I was in chorus for three years. Three years. Yeah. I was also on the volleyball team. At the same time. Yeah. And the volleyball, I mean, I loved 
the friendships that I had in both, but the bond that I had with my team members on the volleyball team is my greatest memory of high school. You know, the time that we spent together in practice, the time we spent together traveling to games, uh, when we ended up, we were the first we were the first team from our school to ever make it to the state tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was talking to Lita. I was like, do you want to do, do you want to do band? Do you want to do chorus? Do you want to do a sport in school? And she just didn't know. And I said, I think you would enjoy it because of the friendships and the bonds that you make. And so her dance teacher at school is going to try to get her to try out for the dance troupe at high school. Oh, okay. So that that's a possibility for her, like an extracurricular in, in high school. Um, and when you mentioned it to her, did she say anything? Like, did she seem kind of positive about it? Well, she's the one who, who mentioned it to me. She said, you know, Miss Kroll, oh, okay. yeah, Miss Kroll wants to get me into the dance troupe. And I was like, that's phenomenal. It's amazing. Like, go do that. I don't know how to dance. You do. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, it's interesting because I think a lot of times kids end up being interested in things that you, that you're not interested in <laughs> and not even necessarily that, but you just, it's a totally foreign space to you. Mm-hmm. It's something you've never considered. Lexton has decided he's really interested in skateboarding. Skateboarding. He's, he's actually really good. He is. Which is, he's not super physically coordinated. So when he told me he wanted to get into it. And I guess he'd been doing it at, at Heather's house. Someone, he had a skateboard. And I kind of just, yeah, okay, fine. Sounds great. And then I went with him. He's actually really good. Really? Like he gets on the board and somehow he has coordination. But I don't know anything about that world. I've never been interested in skateboarding. I've never wanted to watch it. I rode one <laughs> once as a kid and fell on my ass. It's terrible. Yeah. I, the only thing that I can say is broken bones. Oh, my God. Oh, and and. It terrifies me Mm -hmm. watching him do it. But I mean, this past weekend, I took him out to a skate shop and was like, found myself there for an hour and a half talking to these skaters who are probably 20. Really? About the trucks and the pivot cups and the wheels. And (laughs) I don't know shit, but he's totally into it, which I think is great. The pivot cups? I don't, I don't fucking something to do with the wheel thing. If anyone out there is listening to this and they know a thing or two about skateboarding, please fill me in. But apparently a pivot cup is pretty important. No idea. Did you get him a pivot cup? Yeah, he got a new pivot cup. He needed one. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say that particular, I don't know if it was just that skate shop or what, but there were there were kids there who were six. Yeah. And there were people skating who were 28. And everyone just did their thing and got along and talk to each other. It was a really cool atmosphere. I'm trying to think. And it was a woman-owned skate shop. Oh, really? Which was awesome. I'm trying to think, has it ever really gone, I mean, has it ever really gone out of style skateboarding? I don't think it has. I mean, it was so popular when when I was back in the early 90s and in the late 80s. Um, and I dated a, skate, a skater. I dated a skater. <laughs> oh, yeah. I dated a skater in Los Angeles, like when I was 23. He took me skateboarding with him, and that was a disaster. Whoa, was that a disaster? I fractured yeah. my arm on the Did first you? try. <laughs> yeah, Lexton tried, like, kept asking me to try, and I kept telling him, I'm gonna, I'll fall. That's why I don't do it. So I finally caved in. Two seconds, damn thing <laughs> shot out from under me. I didn't fall. Caught myself. I was like, nope, 
Never again. Never again. No. It's, Never again. I I mm, I think Marla but, would enjoy it, but you, know, it, you 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 were saying like young kids and then like people who are like twenty eight. Like I, when I walk Coco at the park every day after riding, they're they're first of all I'm really surprised at the number of rollerbladers. Um, but there's a ton of skate, skate skaters there, just skating around the park. Yeah, um, skateboarders. And then you see the occasional roller skater, and it changes your whole worldview. Oh yeah, I'm actually re- writing about. There's a post that I'm going to put up later today. Um, there is an older black man who routinely skates. Um, so the park that I go to has a it has like a running, a paved running path that goes around it and it's kind of an oblong shape. It's about a mile and a half long. Okay. And they have, it's, it's divided. And on the right you walk and run and you have your dog. And on the left you can have your bike and you can have your rollerblades. And there's this older black man who, um, I see him, I've seen him a couple times, but the first time I saw him, he was in a metallic green jumpsuit sunglasses white roller skates with pink wheels oh man and he skated by me and uh he and i could hear him through and i was listening to a podcast and he um skated by me and he's like hey how you doing and then he like put his thumb up and he's skating as if it's disco night at the rink and he did he turned around to give me a thumbs up skating backwards and then turned around and then just continued skating and dancing. And, and I say in this post, like, (laughs) like in that moment, it was the first time I've ever felt like, you know what? I could probably live in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a magical, magical moment. Like he was so free. He was just so free. Just dance skating there in the park. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, that reminds me, Maybe you were even the one who sent this to me, but do you listen to James Vincent McMorrow? Yes. His video for gold. It's that, it's that, that black man who's got to be, he's, I don't know if he's in his sixties, but he's, he's definitely older. And the video is just him skating. Really? Skating in positions that I couldn't even achieve at half his age. Okay. I've got to look this up. It's, we need, we need to put a link to it because the video, the song is beautiful. The video is just incredible because this man is skating and every shot of his face is just pure joy. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Did you roller skate as a kid? Oh yeah. I went to school with the daughter of the, the rink owners in town. There was like one main roller rink and she went to my school. She was in my grade. Deanna was her name. (laughs) Your stories are amazing. Deanna, you went to school with Deanna? I went to school with Deanna. This is this is actually awesome. Awesome, sort of sad. I went to school with her and her cousin. So they were both amazing. His name was Dave. 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 They were both incredible skaters because they were always at the rink. And I would never, you, you could buy these sour gummy worms for a quarter, which in hindsight is a ripoff, but didn't seem like it at the time. Side note, but Dave's dad was like a professional skater and skated across the United States, was on like a skate trip across the United States. Yeah, seriously. And it's sad because they were staying in a, like a camper 
in a roadside campground and someone went off the road and hit the camper and his dad died when he was really young. Oh, what, oh, what are you? <laughs> I know. Super, <laughs> you can't, you super can't dark. Tell the story. <laughs> but the thing that's, well, that's, that's funny because I, I got to know Dave really well and he, he had a really good attitude about the whole thing. And he had, I remember the first time I was at his house in his room, he had a, like a poster of three guys on roller skates and like short shorts given the year and tank tops without even really thinking about it, my first thought was, it's a, it's a poster of the Beastie Boys. That's exactly who they look like. <laughs> it was his fucking dad and two friends. And it was so badass on roller skates. You just don't, you don't see badass roller skating right. often enough. Right. Yeah, I, I skated quite a bit as a kid. I would go roller skating every weekend. That was where we, that's where we hung out as kids. And, um, like birthday parties too. birthday parties, like oh, yeah. for everything. And, oh God, I remember somebody actually sent me a picture of the, the, the rink a few years ago before they tore it down. It was like a staple of my childhood roller skating, but, um, I got Marlo some skates when she was four and she took two steps and I was like, nope, 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 uh-uh, no, we're not going to the ER. No, no, take them <laughs> off. Take them off. <laughs> but that must be how we looked when we started. Yeah. I mean, I was never, I was at the rink so many times for parties with friends. I, I still sucked. I was always terrible. I was pretty, I was pretty good. Like I had, I could hold my own. I couldn't do any like tricks or anything, but I could like skate backwards and, you know, crisscross and do that sort of thing and skate really fast. But I, I'm surprised I didn't get hurt more. Again, that would be my only concern with skateboarding is just that every skateboarder that I know has had some major, major injury, if not losing like half of, half of their teeth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and you, I think. It's such an interesting sport because I think it's almost, it's similar to, to volleyball in the sense that part of like part of practicing for volleyball is learning how to fall, like yeah. how to dive for a ball. Mm -hmm. And I think part of skating is learning how to, how to just totally eat shit right. and minimize the damage. But right. it is, you know, they, I, I've already told him, I'm like, you know, I know it's cool to not wear a helmet. I'm like, I don't care. You're, you're going to wear one. Like that's not, it's a lot cooler to not get a head injury than to, than to get one. And he doesn't care. He's totally fine with, with doing that. And he is not yet super interested in tricks, mm -hmm. which is great if he wants to just skateboard on flat land <laughs> because he does tend to be pretty cautious, but it does. I mean, I'm just watching these, some of these people skate and flip and, fall and roll over and do it again and it oh my god i used to um have this uh weekly roundup on my website called stuff i found we're looking around which i would like oh, to yeah. i'd like to bring it back once i'm done with my book i get Those to were awesome i get to write more on my website when my book is done my book is going to be done in a couple of days and then i'm going to edit um and then send it in next week but i'm really excited to be able to write more how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I would always stumble across videos of skaters, and they were either compilations of massive, massive failures and people just biting it really, really terribly and or of like really cool tricks and you know a kid like flying off of a staircase that's like two stories high and landing it you know but he has to try it like 30 times before he finally lands it oh yeah and i i could sit there and watch those all day long all day but they hurt they, like they hurt i they know hurt. i just watched one with lexton after we got back from the from the skate shop and I don't remember where I found it. It might have been on kotki.org. That might have been where it was posted. <laughs> this this guy who tried a trick like 2,000 times yeah. over the course of two years. Did you see that video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like down three sets of stairs and fell every single time until he finally managed to get it. But even that one, there's one point like halfway through the video where he, he cracks the back of his head on the concrete. Yeah. And still doesn't wear a fucking helmet. <laughs> I don't understand why. I just don't get it. I don't either. I don't know. Because when I broke my tailbone on my on my snowboard eight years ago, God damn, that was eight years ago. Um, I did not know you snowboarded. That's I that's snowboard. I can I can do moderate snowboarding. Um, and I but I was on a flat piece. I was on a flat 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 you know i'm totally just sort of like gliding along and i caught it's called catching an edge i caught an edge and it just literally flipped me over except that i went straight down and cracked my tailbone on the edge of the the snowboard oh god and and then like my head went back and it just smacked just smacked the ground and without a helmet without a helmet Mm -hmm. yeah we went and bought helmets like a week later, but I haven't been snowboarding since then. <laughs> but you've got a helmet if you need one. I do. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like I used to cycle quite a bit and I fell in 2000, I don't know, 14 or something pretty bad and had to get like road rash scraped out of my shoulder and my <sighs> face. And, but I cracked my helmet. You cracked your helmet. I, 
Oh yeah, I mean, I hit the ground with my right shoulder and my right, like the right side of my head, and cracked my helmet. And I can't even imagine if I didn't have it on. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> well, I know. Like, and, uh, <laughs> and my nephew, my nephew who is on the BYU football team, uh, he in high school he experienced three different con- concussions with a helmet on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, at, at a certain point, a head injury, like you can't prevent it. But think, I mean, if, if they didn't have to wear helmets in football, like it would be disastrous. Do they wear helmets in rugby? That's a good, I don't know. How does that work? I don't think they do in rugby. <laughs> how does, how do they That's not, how really does that good. work? How do they not like, how, how are all of them not dead? I don't, don't know you, these I, things. But it, but it's like when you look at at pictures of hockey players from before they had the helmets or the face guards. Yeah. They're not dead, they just don't have teeth. <laughs> Their noses are broken in like four places. I mean, yeah, you can do it, but I don't know. It just to me it's such a simple thing. Like just put a helmet on and you can still skate, you can still ride a bike, you can still do any of these things. You just have a helmet on. Mhm. I don't, I don't know. I never wore a helmet riding a bike growing up. I never wore a helmet on anything. To. Oh, you had it to? A, it was a rule. Oh, yeah. Well, you are 10 years younger than I am. Um, True. And back in the 80s, helmets, no. They didn't exist. Helmets <laughs> didn't exist when I was a kid. <laughs> well, I you think, did. though, I was maybe one of two, two or three of my friends who actually had to. Nobody else had to. I know. Like Marlo wears a helmet on her scooter. On her scooter. Like a little Razor scooter? Yes. That is awesome. And she, like, I mean, I'm a little militant about it, but, like, she knows that she just goes and grabs it. She doesn't ride it without it. Um, I have a, a Razor scooter. Uh, I did a promotion for a scooter company once, and they sent me a, a, an adult scooter, and I don't wear a helmet when I ride it. Because I live on the edge. (laughs) I mean, it's such a hard. I mean, there's been times that I've ridden my bike without a helmet. If I just go to the store, which is stupid logic because you can really fall whenever. But I don't know. But it's interesting, right? Like you don't wear one, but you make her wear one. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm, I, I don't, there are a lot of skaters uh, in eighth grade. Um, and I've seen them around and none of them are wearing helmets. The, oh yeah. It's totally uncool. It's totally uncool. To wear one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I grew up with a kid who was uh, skating constantly and he was constantly in a cast of some sort. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. I just don't want, I just don't want to have to go sit in an ER with my kid, you know? Oh, I don't either. I also don't want to, I don't want to be there when it happens. (laughs) I don't want to see it take place. Oh God. I know. I would honestly, I would rather him be out with a friend and like get a call from another parent that he hurt himself. And then I have to go pick him up or go to the hospital. I, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to see it happen. Cause you can't unsee it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's, and that's been the case. I mean, it's kind of like when, when your kid first starts to walk 
but they're at that age where the upper half of their body goes faster than their feet. So you just, every time they run, you're just waiting for them to eat it. I feel like that feeling never actually goes away. Yeah. Like they start to ride a bike and you're just waiting for them to fall or they rollerblade or they skate or something. And you're just, you're always anticipating. Oh, or the they have a crush on someone and they find out that that person <laughs> has a crush on somebody else. Oh, I, Oh, what happened? I, mm. And she is asking me these questions like, what do I do? Like, how do I, how do I do, how do I cope with this feeling? And I'm like, oh God, oh my God, welcome to the rest of your life. <laughs> like I'm, I'm three, over three times your age and I still don't fully know how to cope with that feeling <laughs> because it never gets any easier. It never gets easier. I didn't want to say that to her, but like. Like it really broke her heart. I mean, they hadn't had any sort of interaction. She just had a crush on him, and she somebody told her, "Like, oh, well, he's really interested in. He's always been interested in this other girl," and it just it destroyed her. And and then I thought about, oh my god, what happens when she actually starts dating somebody, and if, and what if it ends badly? <gasps> but even if it doesn't end badly, it ends badly. Mm -hmm. Like the end is just bad. Yeah. I mean, especially the first one. Here's a helmet, Lita. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a helmet with blinders. Don't look around you. Don't feel. Oh, man. Don't develop Don't feelings. Feel. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's a good one. The easiest way to avoid this is to just never feel anything ever again. Oh, that is rough, though. And this is like her first, like her first crush? No, it's not her first. Okay. Um, she's gone through several, but this one was the most devastating, I think, because she is, she is much more realized in her feelings, her, or more actualized. Like she, she, very, she feels very, very deeply now, um, loss and pain and sorrow and. I mean, she's a, a teenager, and so those feelings are so intensified by the hormones. My God. My God. <laughs> she's turned... Yeah. Her, her her feelings are turned to 11. <laughs> I, I am convinced that that's either specific to girls or that Lexton just hasn't hit that yet. Mm. He's, he's not quite there with that emotional... I mean, he's... You know, there's there are moments. She has a she has a friend she's had for several years, and that friend is a teenager, um, going through a very 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 moody stage. And she frequently comes home, and she's like, and I asked her how she was doing, and she just sort of grunted at me or like looked at me weird. And what do I do? What do I do? And she's like really conflicted about this interaction with this friend, and she feels it. She feels it and it's it's hard to find the right words to tell her like um you know first of all that girl's not worth it if she's gonna be mean to you i mean that's what i want to say to her like stop just leave you know why are why are you wasting your time worrying about that but but that's right. that diminishes her feelings and i don't want to right. diminish what she's actually going through so we talk quite a bit about all of this all the time well and i think that that is kind of the last the very last piece of the puzzle with human interaction 
is becoming okay with ending it. Mm-hmm. And not 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 in a relationship, but just in general, looking around and saying, "Well, here are my fifteen friends. These two, I spend all my time worrying about them, worrying if they like me. Worry, so I'm done. Like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna cut ties. And I, I'm not saying that you know you hit a certain age and you master that, but I think that that's the very last piece. Yeah. And I think it's really hard when you're in school, too, because to end a friendship, you still see the person. It's like divorce. I don't <laughs> want to be your friend. See you tomorrow. That just makes the reality really hard. Yeah. I mean, as an adult, I've had to cut a few people out of my life because the relationship had become so toxic and not in a romantic way, like in a friendship way. Um and those were difficult situations because I had been, become so close to those people. Um, and I sort of like go, I, I, I try to remember what that was like for me as I'm talking to her about this friend. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that you're, but you're right. Like that feeling, it, it, it never really goes away. Like you have to deal, deal with that as an adult again and again. Yeah. But I, I think you reach a point as an adult where it's it's hard to face that decision. It's hard to make that decision. But you're also able, after the fact, mm-hmm. to realize the positive change right. that has come as a result. Exactly. Whereas like at, at Lita's age or Lexton's age, you don't see it. You just see, I lost a friend. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard. I haven't had to necessarily aggressively cut anybody out. But it it did reach a point with some people where I realized either I was the only one ever initiating contact or typically what it was is the only time I hear from this person is when they need something. Like it's never just let's, Uh let's get together. Let's, let's chat. It's always, I need help with this. And everyone has those times. That's not my issue. But when that's the only time you interact, then it just you become like a service. Yeah, I had to aggressively cut someone out of my life once. <laughs> really? <laughs> so is, is I don't know. If, I don't know if this person. Uh, she routinely pops up here and there. This is twelve years ago. Twelve years ago, I, I. It came to it. Just came to a head where I, the only way that I was it was gonna I was gonna get her to stop doing what she was doing. Uh, was to scream into the phone. I want you out of my life. Don't, I don't ever want to see you again. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. That's intense. It was really, 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 really intense. Um, and, uh, within a week she lived, uh, a street over and within a week she had sold her house and moved. Damn. Yeah. It was really, really, really intense. But like moved out of the, But the relationship like had become very, very toxic and dangerous and awful and was making me very unhappy. And I needed I needed her to go away. And I had to say that to her because she wouldn't. I always wonder in those situations too, if like and and maybe not in this particular situation, but in hindsight, if maybe it was better for her too. Like I feel like if it's if it's that bad for one half of it, mm-hmm. 
it can't be a hundred percent great for the other half. No, just can't. No, I was I was trying to distance myself, and the the more I tried to distance myself, the more panicked she became, and that's and and made it worse. And so I would distance myself further, and that made her panic worse. And so it finally came to a head where I was I literally like it just exploded out of my face and I jumped off my couch and was screaming into the phone because I couldn't take it anymore. I know that it sounds really terrible, but it was I didn't know how else I didn't know how else to tell her, like, I cannot be your friend anymore. I've never I I've think, never admitted this publicly. <laughs> oh my God. But I think it's there's also a piece where you acknowledge and maybe this is one of the reasons too it's it's difficult for kids that you doing that and i obviously i don't know all the details but you doing that isn't you saying this person is a terrible person no it's just that friendship it's i mean it's kind of like breaking up with someone like maybe they're a really great person you just cannot be together right like it just doesn't work and i think when you can get yourself to acknowledge that you're not saying that this person is bad you're just saying that connection is is bad. Yeah. I think that is a an easier thing to process. Yeah, she's she's a wonderful person, a wonderful mother and um you know, I hope that she's happy. I'm sure she's happy. But yeah. And I'm sure that her life probably got better without the panic of me pulling away, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said in hindsight maybe it ended up being better for both sides. And I, I, I think I had tried to explain that to Lita, like maybe she just needs some space and maybe you just need to give that to her. And maybe she doesn't know how to communicate that she needs some space to deal with her moodiness. Um, but the more you push her, the more she's probably going to be annoyed. I think the hint that she's giving you is I'm either, I don't want to talk. I don't want to be around anybody. I just want to sit here and be upset. So let her be upset. Well, and at that age too, it's really hard, I think, to to say, well, you need to cut you need to cut someone out because they're not worth your time. When really she's just trying to figure out how to be. Yeah. Like I think ultimately that's what it is at that age, is they don't they don't really know how to be. They, yeah, they don't. So much is happening. So I think I think some teens just somehow process it either faster or or better or more positively than other teens, and that's not a good or a bad thing. It's just you know, like maybe Lita's not really super moody to any of her friends. And that's great. But maybe some of her friends are really moody because that's just how they're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. God, and we we choose to do this. Like you choose to have kids so you can help them navigate their emotional shit when you can't even navigate your own emotional no, shit. Oh, I know. And it's like you have to go through you have to go through it all over again. That's the thing. Like you have to go through homework again. You have to go through dropping off, going to school again. You have to deal with heartbreak again. Oh, I do, I, why did, why? Oh. Seriously. Yeah. When you really think about it? I mean, I know that you were like super academic and loved school, but I remember graduating high school and I was, I did fine. It was fine. But I remember just thinking, I'm so glad I never have to experience this again. <laughs> no, no I, I felt that. I felt that deeply. <laughs> But like now you you do. Like you have to experience it again. You have to experience it twice. Twice. I have to experience it twice. Oh my god. And oh there's not god. there's not an overlap, right? No, they're just far enough apart. So you you're going to have like eight straight years of high school. Oh, John, when when I, when I got my heart broken for the first time, I, I 
it was I, what I put my mother through. Oh my God. Holy shit. Am I ready for this? I don't know if I'm ready for this. I put my mom through hell. I was devastated when I got my heart broken. I mean, in, I cried for weeks. I listened to this one cure song on repeat in the dark in my bedroom and cried. <laughs> oh, man. That is awesome. We're going to have to go through it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but you, you, your sister's older, right? My, my sister's older, yeah. Okay. So I, I wonder, and every time you, you mention your mom and dealing with you like in high school, she always seemed to be fairly calm and to take a really good approach. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's because she'd already gone through it. Well, with one. my sister met her husband when she was 13. Oh, God. Yeah. So Never she mind. didn't ever experience heartbreak, really. I was, yeah. and then I came along. <laughs> it'll, but it'll be fascinating because, at least currently, Lita and Marlo are very different personality-wise. So you'll—it's like you'll adjust to the to the tempo of Lita in high school, mm-hmm. and then comes Marlo. <laughs> now, will everything that you learned with Lita apply? Will it all be worthless at that point? You don't know. Oh wow. Eight years. Yeah, so the theme of this episode is why the fuck did we do this? Right. Why the right. fuck? <laughs> we have to watch them get hurt. We have to to go through all the same shit. Oh. I have to run and, and take Marlo to the doctor. We have to end this early. We have to take For her the to the doctor, do a do a fifty dollar copay, by the way. $50 copay. Just to say, yeah, everything's cool. Everything's cool. Yes, can I get the prescription refilled? Thank you. Oh. I'm not bitter about healthcare at all. No, no, no. It's a perfect system. I hope, I hope, I hope it's a perfect system because Lexton skateboards now. So. so if any of you have skateboarders or dancers, how are your kids scheduled? Are you overscheduled? Are you underscheduled? Are they free range? Have they broken bones? Do they wear helmets? Has your child had their heart broken? Um, We would love to hear from you. Stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us anywhere online at manicramblings, Instagram, Facebook. What's the other one? Twitter? Yeah. That one. yeah. Yeah. And until next time, maybe rethink having children. Maybe rethink. There Maybe rethink yeah, it. Rethink if you already have a child, sorry. But if you don't, maybe rethink it. Just ponder it a little bit. Do you want to experience heartbreak all over again? Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.